I touched the circle. <laughs> the circle. Recording. Oh. We're recording. Hello. Hi. This is episode 17 of Evolving Us. Thank you guys so much for joining. I'm Ashley. I'm Julia. And today we're talking about that quick fix. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get it in. We're so hyped. We're pretty hyped. Pretty the quick hyped. fix. What do we mean the quick fix? What does that mean? Does that mean some some good good? Give me that quick hit. Yeah, yeah. It means what everyone's expectation is in society. Oh, mine too. I just want it and I want it now. Mm, Instant gratification. Instant gratification, especially in the context of how that affects our long-term ability to stay healthy, happy, and stoked on life. Thoughts? Well. Many. (laughs) I'm processing. Oh, don't you dare. (laughs) Julia has this lovely answer that when I'm like, how was class or how's this? She's like, I'm processing. Oh. It's a great thing because it means you're unwilling to give a mindless answer and you want your responses to be well thought out. And I so appreciate that I have a bestie that does that. Thanks. As someone who's uh, working on being present and also working on patience, I feel like that's the best answer I can give a lot of the time. (laughs) I think that's fair. And processing is good because then it gives us time to sit with something, which is the opposite of the quick fix. Yeah, that was so not planted or (laughs) planned. Okay, no, but for real, let's break it down. So here we are, do-do-do, living in our day in our society, and we are constantly searching for things that set off our brain chemicals of like, I like this. And that's on, you know, more neuroscientific level of you know, survival. Like I want to feel good. I want to run away from danger. I want to be programmed to look for things that relieve pain or stress or anything that puts me into a danger zone. And so what tends to happen is a lot of our choices and our behaviors and our words and our thoughts align with attracting that quick fix. How can I relieve myself of whatever it is that I don't want to deal with uncomfortability around? And so that mentality just as a culture has put us in this really challenging space where, I mean, if I look around to my peers, my age, um, and in my demographic, like there isn't a whole lot of patience for working shit out in relationships. There isn't a lot of, I'm going to hang strong in a job that might be uncomfortable. There isn't a whole lot of, um, I'm going to face this difficult conversation. What we actually see is ghosting divorce, Mm. hopping from job to job, friend to friend, um, quick healthy or rather quick unhealthy eating choices that just like satiate our our brain, our neurotransmitters in that moment. Or what is the fastest way I can not have this conversation and I'm going to lie and make something about something else instead of just sitting with something uncomfortable and facing truth. Yeah, and I think that... um This is present for, I don't know, This you and I were having a conversation yesterday and that's why this specifically came up for us to speak about today. But I think overall, at least for me, I have a hard time sometimes deciphering, like, do I want to fight for this? Or like, Mm. is there a lesson? (laughs) What's the right answer? Universe, tell me what to do. You know, so it's like, yes, of course, we live in a society, a time that instant gratification is just like, I don't know, the disease, let's call it, where we mm-hmm. want everything. We want it now. We want access to, you know, we think, oh, I want a cookie. I could order it on DoorDash, <laughs> plug, sponsored by. No, it's not. It should be. Please Hook sponsor us. Sponsor us. <laughs> um, But I think the point is like this topic is applicable to every element of our life. So when I think about short-term gain versus long-term goal, sometimes I personally have a hard time figuring out, you know, what's my part. Yeah, what's worth it. Mm Mm-hmm. Show. And it is a challenging conversation because some things are worth fighting for and some things are not worth fighting for at the end of the day. 
But I think the fine line comes down to how uncomfortable are we really willing to be in some of those choices? Like what is the thing that sets us in one direction versus the other? And I think the missing link from my perspective is a lack of ability to sit with uncomfortable or discomfort feelings and be able to have that internal dialogue of is this worth it or not? Because we're so quick to mindlessly get to a place where we just feel better. Like sometimes people sit down and like order something off a of, like order a drink or something and they haven't even checked in like do I actually want to have this right now? And it's just like the automatic go-to. Mm-hmm. Or maybe something will come up in your relationship that comes up all the time and your go-to response is always the same like defend, defend, defend. Which by the way like I've spent my lifetime doing that. Like I'm only now just barely having conversations where I'm like, oh, this is what I want to say, but this is what I'm going to say instead. And also in that vein though, sorry, because that, that I so relate to that. It's also like we are like, we're kind of unlearning to defend everything. We're unlearning Uh, to having to be right, you know? So it's kind of like, it's like our instinct is to be like, I have to defend myself. I have to be right. I have to stand up for what I know to be true. And so, so. True for me. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, by the way, isn't actually true. Right, not at all. <laughs> it's a subjective truth. Because what's true is none of it exists. It's just like what happens and what happens to us. Did we lose you yet? <laughs> I love the unlearning defending all the time. Mm. Because I feel that deeply in my core. I know you do. Um, well, I was just thinking of, yeah. <laughs> Go. Well, I was We just, don't hold back in this place. No, I'm not holding back. I'm just trying to make sense of what I want to say. In the, So essentially, I feel that my stories around a lot of the ways that I've shown up in the past that work have shown up for me recently and I feel like I need to defend myself when really everything is about collaboration and exchange and like being understood especially when you're dealing with other humans whether it's in a relationship whether it's in a working capacity that's a fine line though totally yes, it is from the human perspective but from a business's perspective that gives no fucks besides their goal and to make the most money as possible and to like bring their impact in the world like a lot of times being understood is goes on the back burner. Yes, but if the goal of the employee, I'll think of myself, is to improve what I'm currently doing to make sure that we achieve the business goals quicker and the part of what my, you know, my duty is is to be understood so that I can benefit and, you know, in this case be right. So I have to defend why I want something to happen. But at the end of the day, like I'm very aware that it's like about the business at the end of the day. And so what I'm trying to do is be more efficient in my, you know, with the value of my time so that I can achieve my job faster and get on to something else. Yes, and because every truth is different. So you might say, I want to be understood so I can do the best job I can. Whereas the person next to you might have an opposing viewpoint that's your colleague and they want to do the best job too. And then you have two people defending, right? And then here we are at square motherfucking one. Yeah. So it's like whose truth is right and who knows what's best for the business and what does the business give a fuck about? Anyway, we got derailed. Well, but hold on. And to finish this point, (laughs) the business is also run by a human that wants to be right. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, so many nuggets. Nuggets already spilling out all over the place. But for reals, let's um break this conversation down to of, of what short-term gain versus long-term growth is or short-term instant gratification. And it is that I want it now. It's um, maybe I bought groceries for the week, but I'm just going to order in because I don't feel like it. Or maybe... Um, I need to run an errand before I get home for the day and I just don't want to make the stop so I'll lag and procrastinate and then be stressed out later. Or maybe it's, again, an uncomfortable conversation that will lie or bypass or like you made plans with someone and you just don't feel like going out so you say something else other than what the truth is, et cetera, et cetera. It goes on and on and it's that pushing away from uncomfortability and I think underneath that is a little bit of pushing away from being vulnerable. Because a lot of times the thing that we're uncomfortable around um, is 
really not that scary. You know, like if you eat the fucking salad that you prepped versus order DoorDash, like it's like you're not even going to think about it after you're done eating. Yeah. Your needs were fulfilled and you ate and you're happy because you're not hungry anymore. But yet we've got this thing inside of like, I just don't want to. And it, and long term, like, I mean, we all know the repercussions of fucking ordering in every day. Like, that doesn't really work no. in any capacity. However, I mean, I guess it could work for some people, <laughs> not for me. Well, not like if you want to, if you want to be like ha- healthy and have a great life, like it's proven that you don't know what the fuck they're putting in your food. Fair. And then also there's a huge financial burden in that. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. The list could go on. Regardless, look at us clenching onto our stories. Clenching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do like cooking though, and cooking is really enjoyable for so many reasons. I mean, it's like good for your soul. Having said that, this is one small example of all of these other examples. I mean, saving money in general. That's something that's so short-term versus long-term conversation mm. because there's so many sacrifices that go into if you want to save up to buy a house or if you just want to have you know some stability or financial resource underneath or um, maybe you want to make investments. Like You can't do that if you're fucking around walking down the street buying everything around you, which is so easy to do because we're inundated with stuff in our face of like buy this, do this. Our health. If you talk about our health, short-term gain versus long-term, oh my gosh. Like we, for the most part, I think most of our listeners are, you know, interested in well-being. Otherwise, they wouldn't be here, y'all. Mm. And us too. But I'll even admit that it's not like I'm making all of my choices based on like what is most healthy for me in this moment. A lot of times I make those choices if something's off. So if I'm sick, I'll drink a lot of orange juice and take vitamins and da-da-da-da, whatever. Or if I have a headache... I'll be like, oh, I didn't drink enough water. You know, it's always the how do I fix this after I'm feeling discomfort around it versus how do I be proactive? And of course, there's a fine line. Everyone's got a different level of how they've arrived into their their health and wellness um, and what their daily practices are. But if you were to zoom out, it's like how deep you want to go. Like what are the long-term choices that you're willing to make that contribute to your health? And one of them is moving your body every day in any capacity. That shit isn't like, trust me, you know this if you work out all the time. Like it, no one wants to fucking wake up and do and work out all the time. Nah, but you do it. <laughs> but you do it. And it's, and, and it's not for today. It's for when you're 80. Yes. And... I was actually thinking about this episode that I listened to from uh, the Huberman podcast. Mm. Um, so the one that I sent you today was about, it's basically about about this to some capacity about working out and stuff like that. But I listened to a different episode where he was actually talking about gut health and about how a lot of I swear I'm going somewhere with this that has to do with our topic. Please be patient. Um, <laughs> hey, I didn't say nothing. I'm just, I'm just impatient with myself. Okay. Um, nice awareness. Thank you. Should we sit with that for a sec? No, I want to get my point across. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's talking about gut health. And within talking about gut health, he was saying how a lot of people's general baseline imbalance with gut health is because of living in industrialized countries and our time and society and a lot of how the main food that we eat and how it's produced and and all that um, doesn't allow for our microbiome to be at the levels that we need for optimal gut health, essentially. And so I was thinking about this because we do live in an industrialized society and there's so many Sure diddly do. We sure diddly do. <laughs> and all the there's so many benefits, obviously, and so grateful, so thankful to live in this time and uh to be part of what we are a part of. But at the same time, there's so much that we navigate that is away from simplicity that existed prior to this time and so within that is also like you know the the, back to the conversation of the quick fix the short-term gain versus the long-term gain it's like we have so many more resources than we ever did before so much access and 
also so many choices. So because of that, I call it like the Cheesecake Factory. Mm, uh, don't do not. Well, no, I call it the Cheesecake Factory disease because it's like no, when I you know, have I'm all like, these choices. It's overwhelming. Right. So like that's why we, we feel that feeling of overwhelm so often is because we have all these choices. We're overly stimulated. We want to get to what we want as quickly as possible. And that's why a lot of people struggle with, you know, mental health issues and just like so many imbalances within their body, whether it's, um, you know, the Western diagnosis of certain diseases because of the baseline of how certain things function in our health system. Um, I'm trying to say this with a very non-biased opinion. But um, yeah, I just wanted to say that I think that if we recognize the time and place we live in, we can also have awareness around, yes, all the great accessibility we have, but also realize that if we pull away from the complexity of daily lives, we can be focused on the long-term versus short-term so much of the time. You feel me? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Long-term choices could be a lot more simple too. Mm -hmm. And that short-term is like, get it done, get it done, get it done. And then we wake and live with this sense of fatigue. It's like, there's never enough. It's never enough. It's never enough. It's never enough. And I was actually, um, I tuned in for a little while on an IGTV live um, with the facilitator, my 300 hour. And she was talking about which I have to say I was really resistant to at first, but she talks a lot about like the patriarchy and white supremacy and, you know, all of that stuff. And um, I'm, you know, digesting it and growing through that conversation because it's like really powerful. But what she explained it as is just this, this energy that we live in of always more, best version, grow, potential, efficiency, effectiveness, productivity, like that is the patriarchy and that is this world that we live in of not enoughness. Mm. And so that mentality promotes short-term gain and results in burnout. Yeah. Like, yes. and that's the truth of what we're living in. And I didn't get to tell you this, but I was crying today. It's lovely. I love that for you. Thanks. I feel like I need to report back because when I, it was, and it wasn't just a little cry. It was like a big cry. I was on the phone with Rachel and we were just talking about some stuff earlier and like, I don't know, just the way she was like, Ash, like, it's just really crazy to see you change so much because you're so in your heart. Like all the communication I've seen come through you and team emails and things like that. Like, it's just like insane. And the way you show up with me is so different and the way you show up like everywhere. And I'm, I just want to like acknowledge you and Usually I'm a little resistant to people acknowledging me in any way, shape or form. I'm just like, oh no, you did this. You know, like that's always my go-to. Um, and it felt really moving because I feel humbled by the awareness that my whole life has been not good enough. That like everything I've done has always been from a place of I want to do this so I can have more. Like I want to build and grow and, and then I want people to be the best version of themselves and da 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 and it's like, what if right now was enough? Like what if this need to constantly be bigger and better isn't really where it's at? And so in that is a huge reckoning because it makes you reflect and say like, Spiritual clearing. <laughs> did this just happen? Sure that did. That was all natural. <laughs> oh, Spiritual God. cleansing. I can't. Now that that's out, where was I? It well, makes you reflect and wonder, what am I doing all this for? And here we are back at the core values conversation. But I have found that long-term growth becomes so easy to make that choice when you're not coming from a place of I need more to be enough. 
Because then it's like everything I have is enough. So what am I going after right now after like short-term gain fix? Make me feel better in this moment. I'm like, but I'm okay. I'm like totally okay. You good? I, I'm I, just processing. I, no. <laughs> well, because everything you're saying. Turn your phone. Um, <laughs> well, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just become best friends? I think we did. Oh, great. Um, the reason why I'm laughing in disbelief kind of is because, well, first of all, I can relate totally to everything that you're saying. And also, I think it's been, I don't know how long, maybe two months, three months. I've literally been experiencing the same thing. Do you recall some texts where I'm like, I'm just so sick of everyone going after like the more and more and more and all these material things. I don't want them. <laughs> and it's kind of like the, I don't know, the way I lived it is like obviously being present and all that, but like what you have is enough. But I also struggle with this too because it's a fine line because in order to, I know you can just wake up and be, and you don't have to be driven by the more, 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 and I have to get a, hit a goal. I recognize that. However, to be successful in the society we live in. To participate. To participate. You do have to have a, an internal drive and motivation. Yeah. And so, <laughs> please. <laughs> so, yes, I totally agree that like, bask in the enoughness of the right now and appreciate your worthiness is here it's not over there and you don't have to hit a certain goal accomplishment in your career or in or your, your life, life. <laughs> in order to say man I'm really worthy I'm enough I made it I made it but since this whole life is about suffering I don't know I don't know. Is the feeling ever going to go away? However, we digress. What I wanted to say also when I started talking right this moment ago <laughs> is you shared that you had you were crying and I'm just blown away that you I don't know that you're just realizing this. What that I was crying? No, that why you were crying, but oh. you just shared. I'm like because so much of this is what you have has has been really present in what you've been teaching lately. Yes, and we're on this roller coaster, and like, yeah, I've been teaching it and living it and breathing it, and like, I practice every single day, like being aware of what I'm growing through, but I'm not growing through it to get anywhere. I'm like growing through it to sit in it and whether it's meditation practice or my sadhana practice or just zooming out on like what's really important every single day. I mean, I feel like that just that alone, I'm like totally different perspective because again, like owning your own business, you're there's so much in that and it feels it's just felt like a rat race for so long. And I'm like, who am I doing it for? Because when I show up in the room, like, okay, we have to have a certain amount of drive to participate in society and culture and blah, blah, blah. And granted, we live in LA, so that's like a little different than the rest of the world or at least many other cities. But I, I want to have drive, but I want to have drive for the person in the room that's actually having a radical moment of recognition I don't want to have drive for external reasons of like oh I have my own business and it's so cool and I'm able to provide like financial stability for my employees and all this other bullshit you know like none of that to me is as important as like what the work is and I think that's the difference for me of working in the business versus on the business is that like in the business I'm kind of more in this interactive space of what my purpose is with it, whereas on the business is like growth and expansion and numbers and goals. And I understand that both are important, but when we're working through our days just to get to the end of the day so we can have that brief moment of exhale, and by the time we get to the exhale, we don't even know what it looks like because we're so burned out. 
It's just like how many moments in that day could have gone differently based on the shift in our mindset. Yeah. Of like, let me just get this one email out. Let me just get through this project. Let me just get to the weekend. And that's that short-term feeling of hit me, hit me quick. Like I want my brain to have good, happy chemicals right now. So I'll do whatever that takes. And I don't know. It just all seems really silly when you could just take a pa- a couple pauses throughout your day and like check in with your being and your body and nourish your body with healthy <clears throat> stuff and maybe be willing to sit in discomfort instead of push away from it and resist it. Yeah, this is all great. However, <laughs> I don't know if you realize that most people don't even know that they're in pain and that they need to heal their trauma. Yeah, so their pain is manifested in like really interesting things such as drama in relationship or, you know, shit like that. And you're kind of like, oh, why is everyone around me so fucked up? Or, you know, whatever the case may be. But it's like a blaming mentality. And we're, we're actually going to talk about this in mentorship tonight. But we've been talking a lot lately in our community about relationships and how they're huge teachers for us. And we recently had a guest speaker in our teacher training program. She's amazing, Danae Logan. I'm going to hopefully, hope to God, convince her to be on here with us sometime. Ooh. Um, I know, wouldn't that be great? I love her. Um, she was just talking about she 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 is a master of the feminine masculine polarity energies not genders energies of course um and the the biggest takeaway that i would say from that that's applicable here not just in intimate relationship but also um the need to control the people around us and make them show up in a certain way so we can show up in peace like i can't do this unless they act like that And that whole thing was so mind-blowing for me because it's like you can choose – she gave us a quote is that you can choose who you want to be around, who you want to spend your time with. You can love unconditionally, but you also choose who you're allowing to be in the relationship of love with you. And I know I totally botched that quote, but it's essentially saying that while – you can't control the way someone shows up. You can decide if you're going to be willing to be in the loving space with them or not. And once you decide yes, you have to unconditionally accept them. And we all want that. We all want to feel loved and accepted for who we are. Like I think my biggest thing ever with the most discorded relationships I have is being like, why can't you just love me for who I am? Mm -hmm. And so if we want that from others – we have to be willing to do that with others, but first we have to be willing to do that with ourselves. And the need for more, the need for more, the need for more puts us in a constant space of unacceptance with what is. So long term, it's like, what the fuck does that look like? Like you're not going to get very far in that. Mm. And I don't know about you guys, but it's interesting to look around and see the demographic of people like you know, at a certain age, like if you look at, if we compared all of our parents, you know, in our age range, all of our parents, and you look at their age and then you compare it to like their physical, mental, and emotional health, a lot of the ones that are healthier and stronger are people that don't have a lot of discord in their life. Whereas the people that have like deep immune diseases and heart diseases and a lot of chronic issues, there is so much clenching under that and short-term gain. Mm-hmm. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. I'm not proving these facts. I'm just giving you guys an observation that that's what I've noticed. People that have the most stuff deeply in their interaction with life, it ends up manifesting in their health. And that's a pure example of short-term versus long-term. What are you doing right now to feel better So that long-term, you can actually make those choices that will impact you. Yeah, and when you were saying that, I was just thinking about how like the layers to really understanding health because it's like mental health, physical health. It's all one health because you're one body, one, one, one being. Well, that's what the East teaches us. The West doesn't. But yes, I'm on board. Let's go. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
if you don't actually, I guess like we're taught to like work out for like aesthetic reasons, right? And like go to, you know, what mental health is considered, like go to the therapist to deal with this one problem. Everything is so segmented and compartmentalized. Yeah, therapist for this problem, ear doctor for that, throat, nose, and you know, like all of it's separated. Yes, and... I love you. Couples therapist for your drama and your relationships. You got to go to the psychiatrist for your anxiety. Man. Thank you for contributing to my thoughts. I love you. I hope I pulled it right out of your brain. Am I right? Yeah, sure did. Great. And we don't actually think about how, okay, if you, like when you were saying earlier, if we don't work out to actually take care of this temple that hopefully lasts us a very long time, then we are not taking care of our whole selves. Just like if you don't meditate, you don't, you know, do your own growth and development, you're not taking care of the inside. So it's like, I think what my point is here is that going back to the short term and long term, people want the immediate fix for the problem at hand versus the maintenance uh, to not get to the diseases and issues and have the big explosions. When... In reality, if like, you know, we are healing our whole life. So if we applied that entire mindset instead of thinking we're arriving anywhere, we ain't arriving anywhere. Spoiler alert. Like if people just ball alert. If people just realize that this is like this is it. This is it. This is it. This is it. We did it. This this now moment. Right now. Right now. This. It's happening. Right. Right now. Right now. It's happening. Not one day. Now. And while it may be harder to make a choice that will benefit you long term versus the right now, it feels so much better too. Mm. You know, when you're like, man, I'm supposed to go do this thing. And then you're like, but I really just need rest. And you're just like, do I just go and burn myself out or do I actually take care of myself? Like long term, you're going to feel so much happier if you just had gone to bed that night. I just love listening to my needs. Your needs? Yeah, just like taking care of myself. Right. Like, oh, what is it that I actually want? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like doing a bunch of clamshells and resistance bands today. <laughs> that was fun. <sighs> Help. Help. I also feel like there's a lot of resentment that comes with short-term gain towards ourselves. Yeah, because there's a lot of regret with those short-term immediate decisions. Yeah, for sure. It's funny, too, when I hear, like, certain people, you know, through the grapevine or in our community and stuff that are working through, you know, manifesting intimate partners, you know, and then they'll come in and they'll share that they just have so much shame because they just saw the same person that they didn't like to see or maybe it was a new person and they hooked up with this person and then after they felt so shitty about it and blah, 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 and you're just like – Oh, the wheel of suffering, you know, and well, fuck, you're on the wheel of suffering, even if you're married or single, right? It doesn't matter. However, it's like, oh, in that moment, I wanted to feel seen or I wanted to feel intimately connected or I wanted to feel pleasure. So I did this thing that was against my internal guidance system value Mm. and against what I'm actually trying to manifest and made a choice that didn't align. And when you do that, you're putting energy somewhere and taking it away from where you want it to be. So Ugh. I think about this so much it's because so I'm true. like, if I just release this one thing, if I just release it, I'll get what I want. Yes, but the scarcity mentality is that we think we can't let go of something until there's something else. But mm-hmm. that something else doesn't always show up until there's space for it to actually show up. Right. Ooh. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I was saying. Yes. That's exactly my point. For sure. <laughs> Hands down. And I get that. I, I friggin' get that because I've even been in that space so much, even, you know, all the time where the fear of jumping, of like making a decision and the other side of that decision is void or space or nothing, the nothing. Mm-hmm. That can be intense. And then you're like, well, 
just going to trust fall my bitch ass down. Well, and it's just like you have to, <laughs> you just have to reckon with like yourself so much. In that void. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's crazy. I was listening to that yoga nidra training I told you about. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was defining yoga. It's It's yoga nidra. Which, of course, Charlotte's been telling me that forever to pronounce it right. And it's just her. landing now. <laughs> I hope Charlotte listens so to this episode. It comes from the root ni and drew. Ni means void. When you think about what yoga nidra is, it's, it's the that. void. <laughs> it's the void. And then, ironically, we're always like, oh, well, what if I fall asleep here? Oh, what if I do that? She was explaining that the techniques of yoga nidra of being guided to think about your toe and then relax it and think about your energy and your body and where your breath is, that's not yoga nidra. That's a technique to get you to yoga nidra. And Mm. yoga nidra is the void. So meaning if you're thinking about nothing or you're totally like out, like subconscious taking over, that is the desired state. The other things are just practices to get there. But that's the same for yoga. You know, the act of like moving your body is not – because yoga is defined as – unity or oneness like doing a fucking warrior two is not oneness it's there to get you to oneness just like the relaxation techniques are there to get you to the void so think about the long-term tools we have to get us to the void what sacrifices am I willing to make what am I saying no to so that burnout so that short-term gain so that unhealthy habits for my well-being and my stress hormones and my reaction responses are not what's running my experience of life. And furthermore, everything is temporary. So even that short-term gain is temporary. (laughs) (laughs) But if you invest in, you know, the better choices for your long-term well-being. That's not temporary. It is, but it's not temporary for this lifetime. Right, right. Like, right. like you get to have it this whole lifetime, but then eventually you're not going to be in this lifetime anymore. And right. None of this shit will matter. And this lifetime is temporary. Ah! Oh. Well, I was just thinking about the temporary thing because – I had such an array of emotions yesterday and it's like just like I was like way down and then I got way back up and then today it's like neutral right but it's like we have this expectation to just like oh we're just so thirsty for that happiness thirst thirsty I'm so thirsty parched (laughs) quench me you know Quench me with some shit that makes me feel good right now. Like, I just want to always be happy. Always, always, always. All the time. All the time. Um, Yeah. It's fair. It's a fair bet. I think the misinterpretation of happiness, though, is what makes me happy for what reasons and why. Mm. Like, what are your values of of what you know makes you happy? Like... I think it's easy for us to get into the cycle of let me plan this activity. Let me do this thing because I know this makes me happy. Even like planning bubble baths and massages like, okay, yeah, that's cool. That might make you happy. But have you ever sat through a massage and been stressed the whole time? I have. It sucks. I think so. Yeah, it sucks dick. And so so it doesn't matter what you're planning and organizing. It matters that you're connected – to the gratitude of the present moment of what might makes you happy so that you can actually walk away with that long-term growth mentality of taking care of yourself only goes so far if you're actually doing the thing that's underneath it. Like, oh, I love spending time with the people I love and that makes me happy. So you plan all these things, but then when you're with your family, you're stressed, you're irritated <laughs> by them or you're triggered or whatever versus, oh, let me actually put my phone down. Let me be present. Let me notice when I'm feeling something come up and take accountability for that. That's long-term gain. I'm stressed. I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm not really stressed. Not Are you really. sure? I don't know. Am I? <sighs> let me doubt myself. Don't do that. I'm just kidding. That's short-term. Uh-huh. And everything always passes. Every single feeling and emotion that we have passes. 
Yes. So if we look at it from the perspective of everything is temporary, even that urgency to relieve our uncomfortability will pass too. Mm. Not mean? I feel you, dog. I mean, I experience this so much with the kids because it's like when Mm. they are irritated or have like an emotion that, you know, triggers big reactions, I'm also like, can you just like, I mean, quite frankly, I'm like, can you just stop just so I can not be uncomfortable right now and have to deal with this? (laughs) And just shut the back. Yeah. 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 Can you just stop? And I want them to stop so I'm comfortable. Yeah, and here we are back at the conversation of I want someone else to be different than they are. Yes. Even though I want to participate in the love with them in how they love, I also don't want them to be the way they are at some times. Mm-hmm. And if they're not the way they are in the times that bug me, then I can accept them and love them fully wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how do you cope in those moments? What do you do? Because I'm going to need a, to know. I'm, I put myself in a timeout. <laughs> Which means? Just like, go to my room. Go to your room. That's what I did the other day. Look, it's like, I'm either going to sit here and explode. My emotions are going to explode. Or I can just go in the room and just like not make it dramatic. And that's the reality. Like, honestly, like most of the time when I'm just not resourced and I don't have a choice, like (laughs) they live in this house. These people aren't going anywhere. (laughs) So I'm going to have to deal with them eventually. And who knows, maybe even later. But it's like I'm going to have to deal with them no matter what. So I better lock myself up and go figure it out. And I came out and you know what I said? I said, you know what? I'm, I'm sorry. I... I, 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 I was just so upset with myself. And that's exactly what I said. I said, I was upset with myself for not making a different choice. Because also with the thing with kids and things that I think we've all experienced when we were younger is that we get the repercussions of other people's emotions, a.k.a. our parents, And then we think it's about us when really it's their own shit. So for me, it's like, how do I not like, I mean, obviously I'm going to traumatize my kids with something, but (laughs) how do I like, you know, how do I equip them to know that it's not about, it's not about them. It has nothing to do with them. It has nothing to do with you. Well, you're modeling that. Right. Now. Right. And not even getting it right all the time. No. So that's part of humanism too. Yeah. Humility, man. Ain't that the truth? Humility. And I think humility is also like really nourishing for relationships long term as well because it keeps people connected. It keeps people human. It keeps mm. people vulnerable versus that I'm going to be this version of me. You're going to be this version of you and we're going to try to show up to those versions because that's what we've agreed upon versus like I'm a human being and my shit is all over the walls all the time. And even though we're human beings that are more resourced, meaning we have, you know, we do certain practices and work to be better equipped, we still, we still are human. Still tripping. So it's like we're not ever going to arrive in a state or a situation where it's like, okay, well, I mastered that and everything is, you know, it's all great. It's all great and dandy. Now look at me. I could be better for you. It ain't happening. So, you know, with wanting to be radically accepted for who we are, do we even accept ourselves for who we are? And what does it look like, our expectation to be accepted by other people for just, can you just accept me for who I am? What does it look like? Well, I can accept you. Well, I know what that looks like. (laughs) I think with like, okay, but where, where you're going is really awesome because... I think the <laughs> of of burnout comes from not enoughness and that not enoughness is wanting to be accepted by everyone around us. Approval, pat on the back, you're good enough, you've done enough, you're a participating member of society has to come from us first because once it does come from us, that other 
excess need for constant validation melts away and then we make the choice that is most authentic to us anyway. Right. I mean, that human need of acceptance, it'll never go away, even if you do radically love yourself, by the way. Right. You mean to be accepted by others? Yeah. Yes, and, but, but if, it you're, looks if you're unconditionally accepting of yourself, the most authentic version of you will come forward and by nature, all the bullshit people in your life will dissipate that don't align with your authentic self and the people that are for you will show up. But what if your interpre- interpretation of what that acceptance looks like is actually not even the maximum potential of what you could, how you could be accepted? I mean, now we're getting kind of deep, deep. I mean, I'm just, these are just, it's not me. It's just coming from me. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, yes, I get that. I, I understand because it's like, what is our model of what accepted actually looks like? I understand that. But I think we deeply know what that feels like for ourselves because most of us don't accept ourselves. And we've had peaks and glimpses and moments where we're like, oh, wow, that felt so good. That felt like I totally was in tune. And then, oh, wow, I'm around this person because I totally feel good with them. It's like when you first start dating someone, you're like, oh my God, this is so amazing. (laughs) You don't actually like see all the deeper parts or you do, but you're like unconditionally accepting because it's brand new and you're so excited and all these other things. So, and that's even, you know, with a job, like a brand new job, you're like, oh, this is so cool. This is brand new. And then you start to peel back some of the layers of like, oh, well, this was said and that made me feel not enoughness and blah, blah, blah. Or even just the constant growth culture of this person got a promotion and you didn't. So you want to work extra hard to be enough or just society in general of like, what are you doing for yourself today? Like, I'm, I'm sitting right here and that's what I'm doing. I'm being. I'm not doing. Once in a while. Try it on. <laughs> what know? I'm processing right now oh yeah you're processing is, again it's constant okay I can't turn it off hell but I think that <laughs> sorry go serious face I radically accept you in this moment thanks you're welcome radical dude there's so much out there in wanting when you said society I immediately thought of social media And about this like toxic positivity kind of movement where everyone, like everyone's plugged into mental health. Everyone's doing everything and checking the boxes. Look at me. I'm journaling. I'm meditating. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And if you don't like someone and someone's toxic, just leave them out of your life. It's called boundaries. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I I wouldn't say it's triggering to me. I just think it's interesting, the portrayal of what that looks like um, because You know, people just, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And people aren't equipped to, like, really know themselves. And so where I'm going with this is, you know, we're not not even given any tools or resources to radically accept ourselves. and, And the search for how to do that is just, it's hard. I'm so thankful for you. Why? Because you brought me to myself. Mm. Mm, Don't cry. Well, you know, I'm sorry. Do whatever you want. You can cry. (laughs) (laughs) But I wanted to compliment you, but not to make you cry. Where did that come from? Well, because I thought of my journey with the work and my, like, self-acceptance and overall where I, I feel I am today and what I'm working on and working through and how I'm healing and... It started when, well, you know, when I met you and we had that student-teacher relationship. And so I'm just so grateful that that happened. But, like, other people that never accessed that room. Or any room. Right. It's like, I don't know. It's just, obviously, I'm immensely grateful for you for so many reasons. But it's like, when I talk about you don't know what you don't know, it's like, Obviously, everything's meant to be exactly the way it is, but it's hard to find the resources is my point. That's fair. And the resources that speak to you. Mm-hmm. So thank you. I'll take that. You're welcome. Ow. Ow. I thought you were going to put it in your 
pocket. I would have, but I ate it instead. <laughs> you ate it all Appreciate you. <laughs> and you, too, have been a huge teacher to me in all these other ways as well. And I find it to be interesting, the dynamics that we organize around who's supposed to learn from who and what's supposed to happen and how it's how a healing journey is supposed to go. But I think we're always working through something in any moment. It's just, are you working through the same thing you've been working through since you were five? Mm. Or are you working through different things, taking a step forward, working through something else that you become aware of? And while we want to get away from this idea that there's always somewhere to go, there's also, I think, the short term is more, are you working through the same thing over and over and over and over again because you're burned out on that same thing, getting the same feedback, totally triggered in the same way. And the short-term gain of that is I'm not going to dive in and get uncomfortable. I'm just going to try to get out of the situation that's bringing this forward for me as fast as I can. And you recognize that it's the same thing presenting itself over and over, No, but I'm saying that person probably doesn't. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Because they're in that. Yeah. Whereas the long-term is what I'm working through now is so radically different to what I was working through two months ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A year ago. Yeah. Five years ago. And I hope to God I'm not working through this much longer. <laughs> well. I need, and if I am, it's cool. I'm there's, cool. There's no agenda here. None. <laughs> mm. Bit by bit, breath by breath, moment by moment. Literally, I was about to say that. Whoa. Whoa. No whoa. No surprise. At all. Never. So what are some tips we can offer to know if you're in short-term versus long-term around your decision-making? That, being present, taking a breath, asking yourself questions. Yeah. Is this really what I want? A little buffer. I think the buffer is the biggest thing. Short-term is like reactiveness. Long-term is responsiveness. Yeah, because within- write an email, write it three more times, go through it. Yes. You were just gonna say that. Stop. How'd you know? Stop. I was literally going. Okay, there. you go. No, I was just gonna say. That I think the most powerful tool, resource, tip, trick, all those is to pause and get away from your impulsivity because reacting is short-term gain. So. When you're triggered, heightened, in discord, stop right there, buddy. Buddy? Buddy. When you're activated, <laughs> pause. But granted, okay, so let's be, let's be for real right now. This life doesn't always give us time. But I think the better you get at being uncomfortable and sitting in your impatience like overtime – the better you get at making better decisions in the short term without having that time buffer. Mm. You know, it's like sometimes you got to make a quick decision. Like, for example, okay, so prime example. Chad and I were looking at real estate in North Carolina for a while, or actually really wasn't even that long. It was like a couple months. And we all know the market's hot. This was back, you know, like over a year ago. Um, And we were looking, 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 and then we found a place and it was like the perfect place. It was under contract. We're like, oh, all right, well, we missed it. It's fine. Then we got a phone call and it was like the morning of it went out of contract. Like someone, it was in escrow, it wasn't in escrow. And they were like, oh, this property is available. Do you want to put in an offer? And we were like, uh, 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 yeah, I guess. So we just like put in an offer and we had to jump on it. And then all of a sudden the offer got accepted. Then we had a really quick turnaround period for um, escrow to be in and Then by the time the close of the house came, it was so fast and we didn't have the opportunity to like fly out there, go look at the house, do all this stuff. So we had to make a quick decision. And the conversation was really like, okay, short term, this is uncomfortable. We're putting a lot of money down on a house, really like most of our savings on a house that we haven't even seen physically. But long term, we want to create financial stability and also have space near Chad's family so what is the better decision be afraid and pull back or lean forward 
into a sense of trust. And even though obviously homeownership is not an easy feat, but we had to be kind of reactive in that moment. However, over time, previous to that, of not being super reactive with other opportunities we had in different areas, different places, different regions, different decisions, it gave us the chance to really zoom out and see what was most important long-term to make that decision on the fly. And you always have choice, though. Always. So, yeah, you had to make a decision because that circumstance warranted you to be under pressure, but everything is always exactly how it's supposed to be, so. But here's what meditation does, is that it teaches you when you're under pressure or like confronted with something, mm. how, to, how to just be with it. Yeah. Instead of react from it. True. So pressure is fine. I don't think pressure is the issue. I think it's more so how do you act in pressure? Mm. Are you like, get me the fuck out of here right now and I'll do anything it takes? Or are you like, I'm cool with this. I could sit in this for a lot longer, but like how do I mindfully move through this? Right. That's the short-term, long-term combo. Mm. Because the, get me out of here, that's burnout right there. That gets you to burnout fast because you're like, I want to feel good right now. I'm going to go out tonight. I'm going to do this even though I have to wake up early. I'm going to be deprived on sleep. I'm going to feel like shit at work. I'm probably not going to perform well. Then I'm going to feel not enough. And then by the time the day is over, I'm going to still feel like I have to work late. And Well, the whole I'll, reason why you're going out is because you're already not feeling like you're not enough. Because if you really right? cared about Depends. yourself, you would go to sleep. If you need the sleep, yes, of yeah. course. <laughs> In that context, yes. <laughs> not judging anyone that wants to go out, right? Like, Please, go out. Please, do your thing. Go. However, what are the choices that make you feel good? I remember um, we had, you know, Awake is our signature class. It's pretty intense. Um, and we had one a couple of weeks ago. And I remember everyone was kind of after class just like, some people were crying, some people were breathing, some people were chatting, some people just took off. And this one guy went into the locker room and showered and he came out and he was wearing like a full-on blazer with no shirt under, his whole chest was showing and like dress pants. And I'm like, oh, hey, where are you going? And he's like, I'm getting on a party bus and we're going to Hollywood. And I'm like, how the fuck? Shut up. How do you do that? I don't understand how you can go through 60 minutes of cathartic dynamic meditation and then go pop shots on a stripper pole on a party bus. Like I like no shame at all seriously if if you can but like I am perplexed as to how those two energies can coexist. I'm perplexed. I'm perplexed. Same. It's very interesting and I I also love that journey for him. Yeah, but think about how the short term is like, I want to be seen right now and go out and do this thing. Like, I get that vibration and, you know, it's it's just sounding judgy, I think, the way we're talking about it because no. I don't, I hope not. No judgment. Everyone that, I, everyone, if you're listening to this and you party tits, like, by all means. Everyone is I different. I just mean, like, and where are you coming from when you do it? What's you your come? intention when yes. you make your choice? And and the only place I came from when I did it, so I'm talking to myself right now, is I wanted to feel seen and meet the right person and blah, 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 and forget about everything that I was worried about. Like that was my intention when I did that. Whereas now going out, I think it just has a different intention. So I urge you to just be considerate of where it's coming from. Like, oh, I agreed to this, so I have to go. Or, oh, whatever. is like, is that long-term going to serve you? Long term, is that going to bring you closer to the intentionality of your life? Long term, is that going to bring you closer to your values and what you're trying to attract? Is that long term going to build your leadership skills or grow you in a way that is aligned with where you're going? And I know it's exhausting. <laughs> Sorry. I know it's exhausting to like have to always think about this. It, it, I mean, it sounds exhausting. Honestly, I'm listening to this and I'm like, Okay, making this decision. Is it intentional? Is it what I really need? And to be honest... gets easier. It's like a muscle. It, it does get a lot easier. You build it. However, it's like once you... If you are really committed to the awareness of what's going on, it's like you can't look in any other direction. So... Scare. Rear, rear. 
Yeah, straight at it. Not around it, not above it, not underneath it. But right through. through. Move through. 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 Anyway. That was fun. That was. I think that wraps it up. <laughs> this is real good. Short term versus long term. Talking about burnout. Give me that quick Quick fix. fix. Yeah. Quick fix. I actually get a really nice quick fix just being around people I love, mm. looking into my dog's eyes. Oh, I love him. Cuddling. That's nice. That's nice. I like doing yoga. I like breathing. I like meditation. That's my quick fix. Fill me up real good. Ice baths. Mm. Miss that. I've been doing a lot of cold showers lately. It's real nice. I've been doing this like ice thing on my face. Oh, you're so funny. I know we were FaceTiming the other day and you're like rubbing your face with ice. <laughs> it's it's nice. painful, but it's so nice. I'm sure it's great for your skin too. Mm-hmm. 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 You should try it sometime. I understood the assignment. Oh, yeah. So closing this out now, guys, we're super grateful that you joined us today. If you have anyone that you know would benefit from this episode, please share it with them. Like, subscribe, write some reviews. We love all of it. Um, And we'd love to see you guys around. We've got our live stream classes every week. Julia teaches meditation on Thursday mornings. You should diff, check it out. Oh my. Um, And of course, we've got all of our movement classes, meditations, personal development workshops. We also have some free webinars coming up um, on April 19th. We've got, uh, it's a Tuesday, um, a webinar called is it me or is it how I was raised? And that talks about um, our inherited belief systems and how that impacts our ability to show up in a day-to-day basis. And then we've got a couple more throughout the uh, rest of the month. But if you want to check those out, just go to the website, ashleyshubert.com slash webinars. You'll find all the info there. Otherwise, we'll talk to you later. Peace out. Thank you. <laughs>